This Week in HPC by Intersect 360 Research. Dell EMC World hits Austin. And IBM unveils Open Cappy. It's This Week in HPC. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening into another episode of This Week in HPC with Intersect 360 Research. I'm Addison Snell. That's Michael Feldman, editor of Top500.org, which we partner with in distributing our podcast every week. How's it going, Michael? Uh, doing very well here, Addison. I'm uh, just at home doing my usual stuff. I know you're out there in uh, Austin, Texas, attending uh, what we're gonna, one of the things we're going to talk about today. I am. I'm in Austin where I've attended Dell EMC World. It's been a, a good week here in Austin as Dell EMC World. This is their first integrated uh, conference. They've had Dell World conferences in the past, but this is the first as a combined Dell EMC World. And they had 8,000 people here in, in Austin with their, their customers, their partners, press and analysts like us. Uh, it was a big event. Wow, eight thousand. Yeah, I mean, we're getting up near to uh, to supercomputing uh, international uh, numbers there. So, but not everything there obviously was about uh, the people in our neck of the woods about supercomputers. But there were some announcements there, and one in particular that I think will be of interest to to our folks, right? Yeah, to be sure. I mean, it was an enterprise-focused event overall, and there was a lot on software-defined infrastructure, hyper-converged, uh, hybrid cloud was a big message. But then it's a big company, and they made a point of how many different segments they're in. They had to get their messaging all the way down to the PCs and Alienware for the gamings. They had to get out to the, the cloud providers. And they talked about HPC as well over the course of the week. Um, the content was very EMC-driven for a lot of the week, and I think that was appropriate for this iteration of the conference. That was where some of their, their news was, honestly. And aside from that, is it being their, their first merged uh, Dell EMC World Conference, I think Dell really wanted to get across that we're all one company with these integrated solutions, and, uh, and the EMC components of that were, were a big part of it. They, they, did, they did a lot of work to make sure we understood the segmentation of a lot of the EMC brands. Uh, positioning Extreme I.O. As, as linear scale-out performance with inline all-the-time data services. The VMAX, all flash arrays, including their new 250F model for performance and scale. They're putting a lot of their high availability and advanced data services on that. Uh, the, the VNXE, which is now Unity with the Unity file system, is targeting hyperscale. Scale I.O., they're positioning as a block platform for the software-defined market, uh, especially for the people who want to roll their own infrastructures. And then the one that we're most familiar with is going to be the Isilon, which is for file-only environments or a little bit of object, but it's really for file uh, based environments. This is their massive scale outline for large file sizes, and, and they did have some some news there with that. Right. I mean, I think this was uh, Iceland's first announcement of a of an all flash solution. Right. I mean, they've done, of course, a lot of disk based solutions and some hybrid solutions, but uh, what they talked about there was was completely flash. Right. Yeah, they unveiled, uh, announced, I think it's not quite available yet, but they're announcing and, and showed on stage an Isilon all-flash scale-out NAS. And in each 4U block, that's uh, kind of four nodes in 4U that scales up to about one petabyte of storage in the 4U, each of those bricks at one petabyte had 15 gigabytes a second of I.O. and 250,000 IOPS. 
and scales out to 400 nodes. So you're taking each of those over 400 nodes, but if you take each of those and multiply out by 100 because it's four nodes in, in one block, that means you're out to 100 petabytes of all flash. And that's uh, 1.5 terabytes per second of bandwidth and uh, what 25 million IOPS so it's, right. it's definitely a high performance solution their their home spaces are really in media and entertainment and uh, and biosciences they're targeting gene sequencing with it quite a bit right it seems like they, they talked about that DNA sequencing quite a bit but yeah like you said 4k streaming data uh, I think they're they're even thinking about electronic design and and basically any time of uh, Kind of real-time analytics, where you need sort of that that 25 million IOPS type of uh, level of, of 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 IO. Although that's that's going to be in the very scaled-out version. But yeah, you're definitely talking about what we would consider supercomputing level, uh, uh, both capacity and performance here. So something that uh, probably some people in in the industry here are going to look at. Maybe not in the the maximal configuration, but uh, all flash arrays are becoming. Very interesting for a lot of supercomputing applications these days. Yep. And another thing they really wanted us to take away from this conference is that they are operating as a single integrated company. And, and I think that did come across. They even had some new solutions under the heading of VX Rail. And then that scales out to a solution called VX Rack. Now, that's not really targeting HPC. It's kind of a hyper-converged solution, but, but I think we'll see it in HPC with the, you know, powered by Dell PowerEdge, uh, with a lot of the EMC scale-out uh, infrastructure to where you get HPC as a node in a hyper-converged or hybrid cloud infrastructure. Yeah, we'll run into it occasionally. It certainly scales. Yeah, and, and getting back to that, uh, that all-flash array, I... You know, like you said, it's it's not out yet, and there's probably not a lot of information on it other than some of these performance numbers. One one thing that I think was mentioned, or at least uh, even before this came out, they're using their the new 3D uh, NAND flash uh, technology as as part of that underneath to get that that kind of density they want in the, in those small uh, those small footprints. So again, I think we're starting to see some of these newer technologies in NAND, especially the 3D NAND, start to work its way into some of these uh, really dense all flash configuration. They're going to enable a lot of this. And, you know, we're hearing about Isilon today in the, with EMC here, but uh, the, there's going to be more in the in the pipeline, and, and these are going to start to compete uh, pretty competitively with each other as, as more of these roll out. Now, overall, it was a successful event. Uh, I enjoyed my time here. It's such a big event. They're moving the next one to, to Las Vegas to get a bigger footprint in the spring for the next event in May. So maybe we'll be able to report back from that one. Also this week in HPC, Michael, after we recorded our last podcast, right after that, some interesting news dropped with an announcement from IBM, although there's a whole consortium behind it. There's a, a new version of CAPI or Open CAPI. Yeah, I, that was a very interesting announcement, something I don't think uh, any, any of us were expecting. Obviously, IBM has got this CAPI technology that they've uh been talking about for about a few years now, but this is a different animal. This is uh, OpenCAPI, and it's it's not just a software protocol that, that runs on top of PCIe or something else. It's actually a protocol plus a physical interface. So it's got the whole thing. It's it's more like what, what NVLink was or what NVLink is uh, that NVIDIA produced. It's a complete uh, new sort of bus standard with its own protocol. And more to the point here, they've opened it up and they've put a consortium together 
Uh, obviously, IBM is driving this, but they've got uh, even their, their competitors there like Hewlett-Packard and Dell EMC, which we just talked about. They've signed up as well as uh, some of the accelerator and chip makers like NVIDIA, Mellanox, uh, Micron has signed up as well as Xilinx and, and on the server side of uh, uh, Google and uh, I think Rackspace as well. So it's it's a pretty good selection of initial entrance members into this consortium and everybody's trying to get on board with what looks to be a very interesting new sort of server bus for uh, for people doing all sorts of work, not just uh, high performance work, but enterprise, cloud, whatever you, can, you might imagine here. But it is, a, it is being... Uh, promoted as a high-performance, low-latency, uh, high-speed bus. Yeah, I think there, there are two things to talk about here. One is just the, the performance of it as we go more into a, a, a many-core environment and a heterogeneous environment, how data moves through the different elements of that system, through processing elements, whether they're accelerators or microprocessors, how you get in and out of the system through I.O. channels. All of these things need uh, need to be worked on for efficient data movement, efficient high-performance data movement. And, and you see people signing up for this as an acknowledgement of uh, that kind of work needing to be done. I, I think CAPI is, is, uh, has, has shown real progress there. Uh, the second thing to talk about is the, the membership, the consistency of the consortium itself. I, starting with Dell and HP, uh, HPE, right. I think it's very noteworthy that you get those companies in there with what had previously been an IBM-based initiative. Yeah, I, I think that's a, those are very interesting uh, members there to add on to this. Now, we should say there, I mean, it's, it's fairly easy to join a consortium. Uh, neither of those companies, neither HPE or Dell, have have announced or previewed products based on this technology. We have a list of some that that have, but they're not on that list. And so they're going to need to partner with some of these other chip makers here and device makers on, on doing that. So in other words, you know, Mellanox is is one that said they they intend to support this open cap interface in future products and Xilinx as well. Um, and so, and and we should say IBM, of course, they're going to. Uh, they're going to put this into their Power 9 processors down the road. So we do have some people signing up to, and saying they, they actually intend to use this. But HPE and Dell, I think, uh, are, are going to have to sort of wind their way around this and figure out like, if, if, if the technology is there from some of their partners and they can, they can build one of these things, they will. But uh, at this point, there's no initial plans to build an open CAPI server by either of those. Well, sure. I mean, because the, let's look at who's not in it, right? This is not an Intel thing, which right. is why it's noteworthy that Dell and HPE would be in it, because presumably you're not using OpenCAPI for connecting Intel processors to anything. But it does open the door for them to use uh, use it for InfiniBand with Mellanox or with some right. of the accelerator components. Um, and that you know maybe sends a message to Intel that they're not going to be all Intel technology for everything in these Dell and HPE servers. So I, I think that's the important message behind the curtain. Right, and we should stipulate that it's, it's not just a new open technology. It, it is high performance, and uh, IBM is saying the, this initial version will deliver about 25 gigabits per second per lane, which is approximately three times faster than uh, – PCIe Gen 3, PCI Express uh, version 3, and even it's going to be about one and a half times faster than the next version of PCIe, that's Gen 4, which is, is being introduced next year and, and has not had a lot of takers. In fact, IBM is one of the few people that, that have actually announced support for PCIe Gen 4. 
Um, but this is going to be a faster interface than that. In fact, uh, as, as I wrote in the article that I published on Top 500, OpenCAPI even looks to be something on the order of PCIe Gen 5, which doesn't even have an end date on it yet. That's so far in the future, but they're, they're already talking about some of the speeds they might, uh, they might be thinking about there. So this is definitely a, a very high-speed interface on the server bus and would do a lot for these, uh, the, the accelerator model that uh, some of the HPC uh, users and vendors have gotten used to. It, it would, it's going to improve that quite a bit. Now, of course, NVIDIA's already done this sort of internally with NVLink, and they've got something that's, again, very much faster than PCIe Gen 3. Um, and even though they're, they're part of this consortium now, they're going to have some sort of decision to make down the line on, on how they want to, or if they want to support OpenCAPI and NVLink simultaneously or individually or what. So that's going to be another interesting development in, in sort of this membership list. Another one that's on there that we need to talk about is Google. Uh, this is a company that's big enough that if it likes OpenCAPI, it can set a market and say, you know, we would like we're interested in buying servers and with these processors and, and this interface, and someone will make them, right? Yeah, I mean that's exactly right. Now, initially, Google uh, is going to uh, try and leverage this technology in their their power uh, server. Uh, Initiative there, they're they're bringing in some power servers into the infrastructure, and they're going to leverage the Power Nine uh, capable, uh, which will have the Open Power Open Capi interface in there. They're going to use that for that. But if if they like this technology and they want to generalize it across, you know, more of their infrastructure, sure, a company as big as Google uh, can go back to Intel and and sort of set some of the terms there, or at least try to, and especially if other cloud providers of this size. You know, it becomes useful for for them as well. I mean, we just talked about a couple of weeks ago Microsoft using uh, FPGAs across their entire Azure infra infrastructure. If this technology is something that uh, becomes interesting to to them as far as uh, integrating those accelerators at faster speeds, I mean, this this could be pressure on Intel to 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 do this. Now that you know, that's all speculation at this point. We're talking far in the future, but. Right now, it's it's basically IBM and and group against Intel here, but uh, it's you know this is basically an, another instantiation of the open power strategy taken out to now the server bus uh, as far as as far as that, and uh, this is going to be playing out I think over the next several years as these two sort of warring factions sort of fight out the technology and and business strategies uh, against each other. Well, to be clear, I don't think Dell and HPE are really going to defect on Intel. They are predominantly no. Intel server vendors, and, and you sure. can expect to see the full panoply of Intel high-performance technologies in those lines, right? Exactly, yeah. So it maybe I, gives right. them another option, but uh, Intel, we expect, will still remain strong through its traditional server players. Oh yeah, uh, undoubtedly. It's just this sets up sort of another uh, uh, sort of another battlefront with with IBM and its partners against Intel, and and you know now it's sort of mixed it up, and it's it's at least wrangled uh, at least at the consortium level some of some of Intel's partners in there as well. So that's sort of an interesting development. But you're right, it's uh, this doesn't sort of change the basic equation of of what Intel and and those and their partners in the server space need to do at this point. Another fascinating week, Michael, and I know the news is going to be heating up the next couple of weeks because we're getting closer yep. to November, and we all know what that means. <laughs> yeah, it, it is going to start heating up. It seems like it already is, but yeah, I think over the next few weeks, we'll see some uh, even bigger announcements. 
All right. Well, we'll be back again next week. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to This Week in HPC. You've been listening to This Week in HPC, brought to you by Intersect 360 Research, actionable market intelligence for high-performance computing. For more information, visit intersect360.com.